0: This is One Hate Minute.
1: Drop of a hat, these guys were rock and roll.
0: What's your name? Wayne Grove.
1: Look like gang bangers, working the local 7-Eleven
0: Robbery, homicides, take care. Give me all you got! This and Give me, you me all you got! God! I do what I do best. I take scores. You do what you do best. i trying to stop guys like me A podcast dedicated to all 170 minutes of Michael Mann's LA crime opus, Heat, one minute at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to One Heat Minute. I'm your host, Blake Howard, and joining me for a super special One Heat Minute is the cinephiles <laughs> and that is the cracking of a captain morgan run because not only is it josh not only is it one heat minute all-star stew but finally finally we've given we've taken the reins off of the man who is allowed to drink in this show we've got liam here as well here we go crack it Oh, isn't that lovely? It's the sound of freedom, Blake. <laughs> or as
2: I like to call you, the man who brings me drinks. They
3: said you'd never get
2: him on the show. He's
0: too hard. He's too hard. My, His schedule's too tough to get tell my agent.
2: I told my agent to stonewall other podcasts, to be Basically,
1: fair. what you've done, you're you're the father of our divorce, divorced family. <laughs> we try to keep a certain structure in Liam's life. And you come around every second weekend, okay. take him ice skating, <laughs> take him out to McDonald's, yeah. you shower him in treats. It's a a cool this is what He's we've got. He's the cool
0: divorced dad. I'm the best. I, I am. If I could be anyone, it would be Ethan Hawke from Boyhood, and that's exactly what I'm going for here. Except just <laughs> cut me off in the movie before he goes all religious. Just cut that out. I want to be the dad <laughs> driving the Camaro and 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 giving him life advice. That's where I want to be. Thank uh, you for having us on, mate. You're Thank welcome, you very much. guys. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. It is crazy to think, but uh, we are in the downhill stretch. This is the 98th minute. Of this the is show. intense.
1: So yeah. this is getting very intense. Last time I was here was on our, uh, Sydney Film Festival, our oh, big yeah. live show. That was great. Again, congratulations for thank, pulling that off. That thank was you, mate. And quite it's quite a
0: night. I, I listened to the show back very recently to, uh, to, you know, uh, I sort of put it away and I was like, that was really good. That's a nice feeling. And listening back to it, I was, I was even more thrilled because I was like, it sounds like we were having a really good time. We had a great time on stage. It sounded great. And I'm thrilled. doubling down on the fact that Nolan's a hack. So yeah.
1: Chris Nolan, <laughs> you heard it here. You're I'm sitting, sitting next to
0: Josh. Yeah, too. I'm
1: going to continue that theme throughout the...
0: <laughs> can, can I also say, Stu, there is one other person who's about to come up on the show um, who gave it to Chris Nolan at a live heat event. His name is Dante Spinotti. Um, he ripped into him um, saying that... You know, he's <laughs> saying that digital is better than film. If this film was shot in digital, Chris Nolan, it would be better than the film. And I'm uh, telling you, he's had his time in the sun, Chris Nolan.
1: It's all over. He heard it here first. You're listening to this? I'm, Josh. Out of,
3: I'm about to walk out. No. This is out of
1: control.
0: <laughs> and the cats are going with you. <laughs> Take your slings and arrows. All right. How are so look, you
2: coping with the cat
0: house while you're recording? Look, you I, the Cinephiles cat house is legendary for me listening to it occasionally on my treadmill. I feel like I'm choking on cat hair when I'm running on the treadmill at work. So, yeah. But now, uh, look, it's very very lovely, uh, not well, as cat can... as I thought it was going to be, so thank you, Josh, for no, whatever. It's a
3: pleasure to have you, and to your listeners who might not be aware, who maybe haven't have heard our show before, when we say cat house, it's not the, the other type, the fun type of cat house, it's literally full of cats. So... It's, it's literally yeah. the
1: worst type. Yeah, if you had to describe a cat house that you didn't want to go to, you would <laughs> yeah. describe this one, yeah. yeah. and we have to come here regularly. Do you kids like asthma?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, do you feel a, do you feel a, an urge to itch yourself during a podcast recording? Well, welcome to Cat House Studios. Welcome. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Guys, again, this is the 98th minute of Michael Mann's 1995 Chrome Opus Heat. If you're watching on the classic Warner Brothers Blu-ray, you are right on time. One hour, 37 minutes on the dial. And you're seeing, um, a very young and spelt, but also, um, what I like to call, uh, a, a sort of Liam-ish, uh, version of, um, Roger Van Zandt played by William Fickner, who's been in his office for days. Um, so he's now in here hiding away because Neil McCauley, the last time we saw Roger Van Zant was on the other end of a telephone and Neil said those immortal lines. I'm talking to an empty telephone because there is a dead man on the end of this fucking line. Mm. And now we see him again and we get a little surprise from someone who we've been waiting to see for some time. So we're going to watch this minute together and then we're going to come back and talk about
3: it. You hear from him yet? Not a thing. And not hearing bothers me more. Where's this guy? This guy here. We put him on. Says he knows Macaulay. Who are you? Wayne Grow. My name is Wayne Grow. I've been living in this office day and night. How well do you know him? Oh, we took some major scores together. How come I haven't heard from him? Man, well, he's probably busy right now. But he's real thorough. He ain't going to forget about you. Oh, that's reassuring. Well, I got some moves I could make here.
0: Probably be a big help to you. There it is. Look at that chin. Henry, we're freezing on Henry Rollins' chin. It's intense. Lovely dimple. He's so thick then. He was young. He is. He's a big man. He's v-
3: <laughs> vastly different to what we know him now. And I, the I coif the
0: hair going on there as well. Yeah, oh my he's, God. he's thicker than a Snickers back then. Yeah. But the you know the star of this minute is Kevin Cage's wanger. God, he's good to be back on screen. He just does something stupid, doesn't he?
1: And he's got a presence. like it. it and when we touch on the other live event we did, that was the notorious uh, scene in the hotel room. He's still as charming as fuck when he comes on screen. Like he comes on with that there's that smoothness and he's the like a little bit intimidating, little bit of charm, little bit of mystery. I definitely don't find any smoothness or charm in him. It's all menace. In Wangro.
2: In Wangro, it's all menace. There's a bit of charm there, don't you um, think? Don't you reckon no. he's got like, those well, eyes? <laughs> oh, I mean if I'm you're not asking, falling those eyes. If if you're am I allowed to swear on, on one minute, show? Allowed swear words, oh, great. Yeah. If you're asking if I'd fuck him, yeah, I'd fuck him. (laughs) But that's not what we're talking about. You're saying, would I let him take me out to dinner?
3: Sadly, I don't think that's the question. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying Wayne Grow has a certain je ne sais quoi with the charm department?
1: I think he does. Like, he walks in like he owns a place. He's he's got the swagger happening. Look at those eyes. I
2: love how he leads with, like, his left eye Yeah, just sort of cocked towards Van Sant.
0: He's walking. And he, it's like glimmering almost. I think he picked that great lamb in that moment. I'm just trying to freeze frame it while we're talking, is because he sort of postures himself beautifully between Van Sant and Hugh Benny. Mm. So he's kind of facing his chest towards Hugh Benny mm-hmm. and then marking Van Sant like, i'm not really sure what the hell is going to happen in this interaction mm-hmm. but he's kind of very aware well he's got the triangle happening yeah. he's got yeah. an
3: eye on each and yeah. literally he has he, framed his body so that his feet are kind of pointing <laughs> towards both yes which is quite frankly when you don't trust these
0: people you're looking after number one yes. that's what he's doing it and right makes a lot of sense but he does it and i think to Sue's point as well he does it so effortlessly like we look at that nice little bit of body language there's so much to read in there it's so perfectly uh so perfectly attuned to the situation mm. but at the the same time, he's got that big and, warm grin, and it's the same thing he lured in the prostitute with. It's the same thing that he's like, what? "I'm
1: above you, people. I'm not of your world. Yeah. I come from a, I come from a far more dangerous place." Vance is looking him going, "This guy's weak. Yeah. He's hiding out. In he, 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 you know, sums up that he's." Clearly living there, the place is a shambles. I like the, the Chinese
2: boxes on the uh, the little dolly in the background of yep. Wayne Grove's right as well. Yep. There's, a, there's
0: a great, yeah, just playing out the minute again, Van Sant is like, uh, I think that should be a look, it's like sleeping in your office is definitely sort of a chic that he's got going oh, on. Oh, Liam's quite it's, used to that. It's my yeah. style.
3: <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> if we go back to the very start of this minute and we're there now, this resonates particularly with Liam because you've got the, um, well, starting with Van Sant, Look, we'll get to the sort of uh, knickknacks that are around the office, I but. Like those
0: <laughs> well, the, the glasses
3: are fantastic. I'm more focused on the five o'clock shadow. Yes. Because that's, uh, is it a five o'clock or a three o'clock? No. It's, it's not quite, it's, it's no, a good it's, one. it's
0: three day old for a guy who, the last time we saw him, completely beautifully slicked back hair. Yes. Complete, yeah. Like, he, he's a guy who's not shaving himself. He's paying for a cutthroat razor. He looks sharp. Yeah. He's sitting there. He's barely making eye contact mm. with people. And now disheveled, bags under his eyes, five o'clock shadow, hair messy. I, I love tie. that they
3: didn't overdo it here. No. because. It, you could have so easily overplayed this as the the nervous wreck and what have you with,
2: with something as simple as the half-smoked cigarette, sort exactly. of nervously dangling. Would have been too
3: much. And it's often with things like this. I just wonder the decisions. Like we talk about how anal you get with choices of look. Like, do you think he grew it a different length? And man was like one more day. You was know it? What I mean? <laughs> and it was weird. I think
1: it's one of the deleted scenes that was meant to be here. Is when he told them all to get in the spruce moose. <laughs> <I'm wondering laughs> I said, I said it gets yes. Yeah, <laughs> and he pulled the gun on him.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's funny because he can't see his feet in the shot. Yeah. He's, I'm pretty sure he's wearing clean. Kleene- and Kleenex that dolly boxes. definitely
2: has jars of urine on it. <laughs> I can
0: see.
3: <laughs> well, then you get to what's around the apartment, and you see clearly the pillow and the blanket on the couch yeah. to the right. That's
0: in. That's in. The, in the. We're right now freeze framed it. Six seconds into this minute, and the reason we're there is because we really wanted to pick up exactly what Liam picked up, which is this sort of like room servicey-looking trolley table, whatever, uh, a whole, a few days worth of stuff. And what you said, Josh, there is like, do you think Michael Mann made him shave? I think Michael Mann made him stay in the office, <laughs> yeah, until they came back to him. And yeah. This is exactly how. This looks he like looked. there's a bottle of wine there as bottle well. Of wine. Yeah, and what do you think? Who
1: wins in a stoush between Hugh Benny and Wangro. It's got to be Wangro, doesn't it? It's got to be
0: Wangro because I just feel like he's dirtier. Yeah, I feel like Wangro would do anything to survive. But I don't he's think like a caged animal.
2: Maybe, bro. but after seeing Wangro get the shit beat out of him at the start, I, I'm not convinced of his physical prowess.
0: I'd be, but he's he's wily. See, he got mm. clocked by Neil, and that was like a punch straight out of Raging Bull. That's, yeah, and <laughs> literally thought he was off to go get his share of the spoils as <laughs> yeah. well. For the
3: guy, and I'm being incredibly pedantic again here, for the guy who's so nervous for his life and he's got these, you know, professionals after him, if you will, you can see through the windows. Like yes. it's not the most professional of blinds <laughs> no, he, he, going on there. I don't, I don't there.
0: think, I think we've become accustomed in C- CSI land to think that like a sniper is going to take him out here, but I love this frame. It's 13 seconds in. This is the cruddy sheet on a, on a, on a really clearly uncomfortable piece of furniture, newspapers all over the place, paperwork.
1: I'd love to see this screenshotted next to the look of him when he was taking the phone call um, to say, have we heard from him yet? And when he says, because I'm talking to a fucking dead man, because remember that shot, and I think it might have been that minute, ended on him sort of descending into the shadows when he knew things were bad. And this is what's left with. But it felt like the desk was on another angle before because now it's like... It's just a shambles. It's a shambles. More of the Chinese food. More Chinese food.
3: On, on what yeah. do you think he eats there? Kung Pao Kung Pao chicken. Kung General Tso's chicken? chicken.
0: <laughs>
2: I feel like it's just a big box of Camel dumplings. Hump. He's got no time to muck around with noodles and rice. He wants
0: dumplings. Um one thing I love. This is one thing I love about. Look, look at, look at Wango coming into this room. We're 15 seconds. We don't really see him first. Look we left,
1: see, look we, right, look, left. Or, or yeah, right. he looks at the He lo- doesn't look at Figner. Yeah, he
0: doesn't he, look at him first. He looks, he's, he's k- taking, taking stock of the room. He's
1: checking the corners. He's making sure he's yeah. not, because this is a guy who's. Still himself on the run from Neil. Oh yeah. So he and he knows that obviously McCauley's not going to be in the room, but he still comes in, cocks aside, see Am I, am mm. I going to walk in here and I'm being sold out? Like this, he could have he could have been captured as a
0: as a peace treaty to Macaulay. This guy's a, the most amazing poker player because he walks into this room and he and Van Sant are completely on equal footing. Mm. Van Sant has tried to have him killed. Waingro stuffed up their original, uh, uh, their original heist with yeah. that brash decision, and he walks in and look at the swagger that he walks in. Yeah. So what is that like? What when I read him, I'm like, this guy has definitely done wrong to other crooks and other crews and other people, and he's just surviving, flying by the seat of his pants because Van Sant is like crippled now. He's he's he thinks he's in this world, and as you said, Waingro is
2: so at home, Even and he knows it now because he's gone. Bed on the couch shitload of Chinese food he looks stressed as hell you're mine I've got the upper hand here yeah. and that's <laughs> and when the smile comes on and then he starts to, him more.
1: to do the, oh we've taken down a whole lot of
3: scores
2: together <laughs> yeah.
1: it's like I fucking no! You have <laughs> <taking
0: shit>. dropping <laughs> names and big noting himself. Yeah, sure. so, so, there's, this is the this is the time that you want to be that loud person in the cinema. It's Like bullshit! Yeah. <laughs> I worked
1: for biggie tens and smallie fives. I've worked for them all, baby—the best and the worst. The
0: shit I've done. Don't call any of them, but just take my word for it. But yeah, twenty-one seconds in. If you guys like, I know there are some boffins who like to play at home. Just look at Kevin Gage. Taking him in, looking him up and down, like, and that's exactly that moment where you're like,
3: "My eyes are up here, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> they are a little low." Wangro,
2: Wangro, that Man. is a
1: charming smile. Oh, I don't care what anybody says, yeah, and yeah. it just—it doesn't help that he's got those dangerous eyes. Fine,
2: if you want to pass my number along to him, you can <laughs> do it, Stu. You've do convinced it. Me. We just have to send him to the cubicle where it's written.
0: <laughs> I'm not passing anything. You,
2: you wrote that there. <laughs>
0: Give him those directions. But yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and Finkner's such a great turn here. He's such a terrific character. Actor. I
3: love William Finkner. Yeah, and, yeah he's and good in everything. He's amazing in this. He's amazing in everything yeah, he does. One of, we talk about you know that guy, and I know you've probably talked about it on the show already, but like just personally, he's one of those guys that I will always have
1: as one of my favourites. Yeah. He's and amazing.
2: And one of those guys that tends to not have their name remembered
1: all that well. Well, he hasn't. Headline really, well, that's, that's what I mean. Dude, like, he hasn't really been number one on the call he, sheet. He was, he was the Thinkner vehicle. He
0: was the, Give it to Was us. he the bad guy? And I'm, i i miss, I think I'm misremembering, but you what? might know. Is, uh, wasn't there the new, um, Lone Ranger? Was he the bad guy? Yeah, he was the villain. The, the, the villain. the villain in the room. I, I haven't yeah, had yeah. the
2: displeasure of seeing the new Lone Ranger. <laughs> you Although are it it claim it's a You're going to watch it for this show. You claim it's
3: a pride, right? I'd love to see him still at this stage reading for leads in Big movies, yeah. like rocking up for um lead of Guardians of the Galaxy or something, <laughs> telling his agent, "I swear I can still do <laughs> it. They'll who, take me seriously one day." Who is this guy again? <laughs> I recognise that name, and they go, "Ah, uh, ah, uh, it's it's like
2: the guy that kind of looks like Christopher Walken, <laughs> but a, it's not. He's a
1: lot of fun in Lone Ranger, and that, but yeah. yeah, I've never seen him as. I mean, even in Go, he had a big part, oh, but he was he again was so fun in go. Just a a glorified everyone cameo. Everyone is fun in Go. Yeah, everyone is fun in that. Except movie. maybe Scott Wolf, but that's that's for. Uh, uh,
3: we will not besmirch the good
1: name of Scott Wood.
3: <laughs> it's a good name. <laughs> Welcome to this is a one Scott go house. <laughs> I, 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 this I, is stop
0: <laughs> stop go. Um, so I love this major scores together. The nod, the the assurance there, and and look at him. He's falling for the charm.
1: He's, he's just, like it, 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 baby, the mouth is open. Where are we going
0: with this? <laughs> but but the fact that you know, um, I love Nate. In the uh, earlier in the film, which is John Voigt's character, he sort of sets Van San up. He's like, he's a businessman. Like, he's he's doing underhanded deals, but he's a businessman. Mm. And Ultimately, I think, he's weak. Yeah. He's, uh, mm. weak. He's, he, he's, he's a weak, he's not a businessman. We know what his motivations are going to be. They're going to be motivated by money, so we don't have to stress too much about mm. that. The thing is, I love in heat when you, you unravel a distinction between the layers of what is, I will do crime in business, but are you one of these guys? Yeah. A, there is a difference between yeah. Van Zant crime, like this white-collar BS yeah. crime, and the kind of crime that Wayne does and the kind of crime that Neil does. Because Van
2: Zandt's looking at him, he's like, holy shit, does that guy have a scar? <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> like, on like, his does face! He a, does he have a teardrop tattoo? Yeah.
3: <laughs> the look on Van Zandt's face in this particular frame, though, it, it's clear to me, I, in my interpretation, though, that he's, he's still not aware of the no. fact that he's not a member of this world. He's oh. trying to sort of get involved in crime yeah. and he's just not there and wangro as you say is on a completely different plane wangro is the lion vance ants the guy on safari not realizing
0: <laughs> that if the lion turns on him he is fucked yeah he thinks
3: rough. he's in control he is very much
0: not so and the big question mark which is great in this particular frame you look at it 36 seconds in and this is ficton doing some phenomenal acting here is he still seems deeply unsure and so when at the at the close of this minute, he looks over to Hugh Benny, who he thinks is his guy, like yeah. his guy that's in the shit, has done it all, and like he, there's, he, he's got to go. Oh, they both have to take a risk here. I don't know if it's. Yeah, it's Rollins go my looks way. as
2: dumbfounded
1: as as Vigno <laughs> Now, for sure. do, you, do you say when he's in the bar and says, "I'm a cowboy looking for some action," mm. that this is at least to this that that call goes to Hugh Benny, and he goes, "Look, I'll just let you know, this guy's coming to my bar." if anything comes up, and that's how Hugh Benny found him. 100%. Yeah. And he's back on the network that he's way. He's back on the
0: network. So, and so
1: Hugh Benny gets a call and goes, look, if you need a cowboy, I've got a guy, I know him. Because that the bartender seems to know Wayne
0: mm. Groh, so he can vouch to him to, to Hugh yeah, Benny because Hugh Benny's like, I've got to can so, then bring a guy in. So it could even be the way that I would think about it is if Hugh Benny is making calls to those bars and goes, does anyone know Neil McCauley? Mm. Just putting the feelers he, he's out. He's going – Do you know Neil McCauley? Do you have any guys that have worked with Neil McCauley? Do you have any? Do you know Neil McCauley? Do you know Neil McCauley? Mm. And so if they're making calls, Nate would, would, Nate would get onto that, but I don't imagine that Nate is as, is as overt as the other guy who's in the bar, because Wango just walks in and goes, I'm a cowboy. That's how I think that... Yeah, but I get back. the sense
1: that that was just a bar where that bartender yeah. was known he, to just hook you he's, up. He's yep.
0: hooking up people, but I think equally it could be a call-out, I think it could um, be a call-in.
1: Not only does he hook you up, he does a mean cosmopolitan, so... <laughs> <laughs> and, and we'll crack a beer.
0: Yeah! We'll, we'll crack the top of a beer in the most as, brutal as way a, possible. As, as the best
1: match cut for snapping a young, <laughs> young underage prostitute's neck, which is pretty much what was on their Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you reckon of the uh,
2: statue in this scene?
0: I think his whole office is this beautiful, glorious shrine to eighties douchebag white collar crime. Yeah, that's it's just like bled a headless into the early nineties
2: Egyptian sort of marble thing. From what I can yeah, see, yeah, it's, like... it's,
0: ma- it's marble and it's headless. Yeah, which head... I think is because uh, statues. There are no accidents. There yeah. are no accidents in this movie.
3: He's the bizarro version of Michael Douglas's character in Wall Street.
0: <laughs> yes, he is if he broke bad. <laughs> yes. If he did break bad. But yeah, so I, I think, yeah, the fact that it's headless, he's clueless. And mm. I don't think anything is an accident here. And and the other thing that I really love is when he when he when he turns back here and he looks at Wayne Grow and you see Wayne Grow in the room. He's standing next to like, you, you I think, uh, I think it was Stu who said, oh no, it was maybe Liam was talking about a lion in the jungle. It was Josh. Mm-hmm. A lion lion in the jungle. I don't realize there's a lion. There's literally a zebra carcass chair that's in this <laughs> office. And it's like, it couldn't be more apt that, you know, y- you are completely out of your depth, my friend. If you think you're hunting on the same playing field as these guys, you are really clueless. Oh God, he's so great. He is just, and talk about a guy like William Fickner. We can, we, at least we see him around. Kevin Gage, Con Air. Have you guys done Con Air for Cinefiles We yet? did. It was like we our have. third it, episode or but
1: something. Can we say the world did not get enough good guy Kevin Gage? Like he didn't. He's good hasn't guy done Kevin en- Gage? He hasn't done enough films. No, he hasn't done enough. Like he just missed this period. Like he could have been. I don't know what it was, what if he didn't want to or whatnot, but I feel like he could have been uh, done a lot more.
0: You know, this was a- post Con Air? No,
1: Con Air was 97, wasn't
2: it? Yeah. Yeah, what's yeah. his?
0: 95. 95. The 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 thing that I wonder there's an actual deleted scene on the new version of Heat, the def- director's definitive edition, not the one that we're watching right now, and it is a a scene where Kevin Gage is seen in Treo's house. So it's Hugh mm. Benny, Kevin Gage and like it's all the stuff that we imagine in our mind that happened to Treo that we just stumble on in we, this we, version. We, but but later you actually you, in the deleted scenes you see him there and he's twirling a baseball bat and right. he's like he's like almost Ledger esque. Yeah. It's, ah. it's creepy as hell. Yeah, more um, more like to Nolan ripping off Michael Mann. 100 percent, hundred percent. It's 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 bad, Josh. Have you seen Heat? <laughs> have you seen this movie? I, I'm going to be honest
3: with you. I hadn't heard about this before, but now that you're saying it, I'm going to have to look into it. Now,
0: you have to. The, I, I, Michael Mann, Chris Nolan, is the only other person in the world that could do a one meet, a Heat minute podcast. Now, <laughs> so you're yeah. trying to tell
3: me that Chris Nolan is the Happy Meal version of Michael Mann?
0: Like, No. So Chris Nolan has about, he's got two or three favourite filmmakers. Two of them at the top are Kubrick. And man. And it's just as simple as that. If you look mm. at whichever mode, uh, modus operandi he's going in, mm. one of them leans heavily into Michael Mann, the other leans heavily into Stanley Kubrick. So if you look at Interstellar, it's all Kubrick. Yeah. If you look at something like The Dark Knight, um, you're looking at gritty gritty city life and that sort of. And, and again, he sets it in Chicago and a lot of yeah. man stuff with Chicago. So you've got Thief, you've got Manhunter, all like, you know, subjective stuff there, like big city life. You've got Heat, which is LA set and and collateral, you look at the imagery and you can just go, that's a man shot in a Nolan film, that's another man shot in a mm. Nolan film, that's another man shot mm. in a Nolan film.
2: Well, I, I watched Heat for the first time ever two months ago. Yes. Actually, it might have been less. It might have been about six weeks ago. And it doesn't I, matter. I, I it went is. in and, and talked to these guys and, and said, um, like the first thing I said was like, Nolan stole the Dark Knight, pretty much every scene of the Dark Knight <laughs> yes. from this film. <laughs> yes. Like that shootout in that city with the sort of lack of music in... Yeah, it just was reeking of what Nolan's done, you know, 10 years later.
3: William Fickner was in a... Exactly. It's it's took it the, yeah. a couple of... I'd never considered this before, and now I feel like a fucking idiot. No, <laughs> not,
2: no what, it's, it's, Watch the shootout in this. It's, no, it's, it's really obvious now that <laughs> yeah. you said it. Watch, yeah. watch the stuff in The Dark Knight, and you're like, what yeah. the shit? Like, yeah. I was dumbfounded. Yeah. i yeah. I tell
1: you one thing I noticed just in this minute as well. To, right towards the end, like the last few seconds we hear... The score rolling in. Yes.
0: Now in the last- There's two scenes in two scenes happening here that Goldenfall is deeply restrained. Like it's so-
1: But I think Man is as well because yes. in the last couple of weeks between sort of my recent visits to One Heat Minute, I've gone and finally caught Ali and yes. the Insider. Yes. Insider, brilliant, but it, he goes almost- Gladi- Gladiator-esque with the score at the yeah, end, yes. with the, the choir. And yeah. Ali is a lot, it's very bombastic. Yes. I find this, a, I prefer this version of Man yes. more stylistically and the music more restrained. In this we sort of get nothing, nothing till the sweeping ones at the end. that yeah. They earn, the film definitely earns it. We, we talked about that yeah. when you popped on Cinephiles. But, yeah, I find there's little touches which I, I really like the restraint here because it's, We've spoken about before, like the opening sequence, that ominous, just um, yeah, yeah. score rolling in. Is Wangro wearing a, a crocodile skin
0: He's, jacket? He is wearing a crocodile skin jacket, He's... and a spider tattoo is on his hand. Yeah, the... and some uh, the 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 lovely. The crest of his chest tattoos, which is a whole bunch of uh, uh, Aryan Brotherhood tats. Uh, Michael mm, Mann likes... Mm. If Michael Mann knows anything about villains, he loves Aryan Brotherhoods. Modern yeah. neo-Nazis are usually in, in amongst the criminal uh, fraternity. And uh, and he's, he's he's got a few little markings of that, Mr. Wangro. Well,
3: mm. in this shot that has Wangro on the right, the TV next to him, um, Henry Rollins in the shot now in the back of Finkner's head, and there's a painting on the left. Um, as we've suggested, we've got the, the zebra sort of yeah. um The uh, zebra chair. with his jacket. Yeah, the crocodile, skin crocodile skin jacket. jacket. Yeah. And now I'm wondering what that painting is on the left with a bit of foliage there because I'm wondering if I've in- inadvertently raised the jungle
0: analogy <laughs> yeah.
3: and I'm cheering myself home <laughs> yes. going, come yes. on, baby. And,
2: and everyone who's seen this film a few times is like, yes. Yeah, we know. Yeah, we, we know, know it,
3: yeah. You idiot. I never know. You not dumb go. idiot. I didn't realise that when I brought it up. Now,
0: but, but what's so funny is look at how out of place Henry Rollins looks like in this in this frame. What that, second are we at in this minute? We're at the 40th second. Of that the was
3: moment. my very next point. I'm glad you brought it up because <laughs> I was going to ask Stu, who's around my age now, Stuart, do you pine for the time when one could tuck your t shirt into the pants with the baggy jacket over it's the top? It's glorious. It is. it
1: is glorious. Now like and it's not a
2: But is is that not a button down T shirt? Is, is it that looks jacket like a t-shirt is three
3: shirt. sizes too big?
2: It
1: looks like
3: a
2: t shirt. No, what his actual shirt is. I thought is it a, was a button down t shirt that's done all the way up. Like it, a polo. No, a shirt? like a shirt, that's, but I'm probably wrong.
3: A button-down t-shirt, sir. No, a button. Where down. do you shop? A
2: button-down shirt, I you said. You button it down.
1: <laughs> Henry Rollins made a career out of getting around in the black t-shirt. Give me what are you talking drink, about? Stu. This is why we don't let him drink. <laughs> you don't have to put him to bed in cinnabars.
0: What's a shirt? Oh god, that's beautiful. But yeah, no, I think you I think you're totally right in this scene. In this scene, there's one predator in this room. Where Wangro is and- dressed like Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> How many predators
1: are there in this room? <laughs> uh-huh.
2: And you should have just slid in like Kramer. Like, in. Like, there's, an outtake. there's an outtake where he opens the door.
0: Chinese food is
3: making me thirsty.
0: <laughs> there's an outtake where he opens the door, and that red light from yeah. the side. <laughs> I oh, know Macaulay. I know Macaulay. Oh, no, Macaulay. <laughs> oh it's so great! Fittner does do like the
1: straight white guy thing, like Jerry Seinfeld, very well. So, and Hugh Benny will be Newman. So this all works. <laughs> Hello, Benny. <laughs> Hello, Wangrill. Look at that. Oh, he's a very impressive like, oh, man. I've got a-
3: he instills just in oh. these last few seconds, he instills a little bit more fear in in Figner's character, Van Zant, here by sort of reinforcing that um, Neil knows what he's doing and he's coming for mm-hmm. you. And I, I think again, it's sort of like passing on to uh, Van Zant that he just you have no idea what you've done, right. and um, he's slowly. I don't know if he is realizing it. Maybe he never fully comes to grasp it.
0: I don't think in at the end of this minute. I don't think that Van Zant or Hubeny. I don't think that they feel any more confident I think that they're like the way that I the way that I read them we'll get to the exact scene but I want to just keep it on this frame at 54 seconds just mm. for a second to remind myself of the point but I think that They both know they have no other option because they've already had no options. And the fact that this guy's even saying that he knows him in a in a crew that's so invisible in this town, it's like, well, okay, we've got to do what we've got to do. But did you notice the subtle shift change? His body weight, yeah, he turns his his entire body. He's like, Hugh Benny is no longer a threat to him. Yeah, he's laughed at him. No, and now he's he's chuckled at him. And now he's
1: turned full. I've got you. And now
0: I'll play. Because the thing is, as well.
1: Macaulay, like it's not even on his mind to deal with nah. him anyway. Like he's not really coming for him now. Not, no. So, but Wayne grows like he's a crook. What they do is they smell a weakness and he's just going to exploit. It. He's like, Oh yeah. Oh, the boogeyman's out there. And just a good thing. You've stumbled into my uh, <laughs> yeah. neck of the woods to look after you.
3: <laughs> to be fair though, it's easy to assert dominance over the man who's been shitting in the wastebasket <laughs> under his <laughs> desk for the last few days.
1: <laughs> he's got the Costanza style. De- yeah. In one of the outtakes
2: <laughs> It was like Wayne grows going for the door, and Vigner goes, Do you mind t- emptying this down the chute <laughs> on your way out? Like, don't look I in it. I said there'd don't be some
1: dirty in. work to be done. Yeah, my friend. This is
2: job number one
1: yeah.
2: or number two. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Too easy. <yeah>. Too easy. <laughs> <laughs> and so that final, that final, I, I, he's like, I've got some moves I can make. He's smiling and. I yeah, but lo- look at the look on his eyes. He's dumbfounded. He's like the big I'm, baby eyes. He, he doesn't, he doesn't know what's going on. I love there's a subtle camera angle change there for the cut 57 seconds. You get a great look at fitness face and he doesn't look so, any more certain. So, weak. and then he scans. That's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. He, he scans 58 so- seconds. He scans over to Hugh Benny and look at Rollins. Rollins, look at that. Look at his iris there. He has, yeah. he's nowhere, he's no further, uh, sure of what's going to happen yeah. at all. In any way. And they're, they're nervous, I think, for their safety slightly.
1: They know what this caged animal they've got, or the wild animal is about to be pacing <laughs> well, up Rollins and down. even the... seems to
0: have his nostrils flared there. Yeah. He's, 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 he knows that he had, he. <laughs> I think when you bring that guy into the office, rightly so, it could be a really bad fucking decision for Hugh Benny, because who's, who's Rollins's character, because he's bringing him to his boss going, I found a guy who knows how to get us to kneel and we're going to definitely do something here. I'm going to tip him off to the cops mm. or whatever. But this guy could just turn on them in a second and he's not going to be able to stop it. Mm.
3: One final point from me, obviously, coming into oh, thank the God. end of the scene. I know. <laughs> um Talking about these looks that are exchanged between the three of them, effectively, I think it cuts back to Wayne as well for a final glance. But um, is this the point of this particular scene that is ripe for the heat porn parody
0: oh God. where
3: <laughs> that's the moment... <laughs> Oh, God. Where the looks I are thought exchanged. this was going to be
0: Liam and Josh's. Josh, Josh is snaking <laughs> from the side. Yeah, you yeah. say
3: they're nervous, or are they aroused? Heat. And the and
1: cinephiles edit. T- Just to let you know, the porn parody is called Meat. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be called Beat.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> oh, oh, be God. God. <laughs> they both work. They both work.
0: Uh, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.
1: You can't take the cinephiles anywhere <laughs> no, without a class. This up is the exactly gym.
0: this is exactly what one heat minute occasionally needs is a, is a little bit of an injection of the cinephiles, um, uh, <laughs> a hot meat injection, um, gentlemen. This has been. Uh, a lot of fun. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Hopefully, Thank you. With only like
1: 190
0: episodes to go, <laughs> you, you have us back. But if yeah. Liam's offended you, we understand. <laughs> He's, uh, he does that. I always understand. In, in fact, there is a now there are 72 episodes to go.
3: Wow. Thank you very much for having us, Blake. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, it's yeah.
2: been wonderful. Thank you for being so patient with me and bringing me beer. Uh, no, rum, that, I should
0: say. It is rum. And uh, no, the... It's a pleasure to have you guys on, and thank you for uh, constantly lending me uh, Mr. Stu here out of the Cinephiles to come over and uh, be a custodian of one heat minute along the way with me. So thank you so much, what? guys. This Take has him. happened more than once? <laughs> Stu, <Stew, laughs> explain yourself.
3: <laughs> have him for good. Take him. He's yours. <laughs> what other podcasts are there? <laughs> You've been stepping out with this trumpet. <laughs> That's the first wait, time I've heard Trumpet. I
2: can't <laughs> wait to do an episode of The Cinephiles with you. Oh, so well, come I'm, on, come I'm on
0: thoroughly down. looking forward to it. Excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the 98th episode of One Heat Minute. You can catch us on another episode of One Heat Minute just around the corner.